I think I shared with you. If I didn't, I'll go ahead and do it here. Here's an example. Hemingway was asked to pen a six-word story, legend has it. Six words. Seems ridiculous, right? Again, legend has it. I have no way to confirm this story. He wrote, for sale, colon, baby's shoes never worn. Let that sink in. So what just happened there? That's six words. For sale, baby's shoes never worn. And it gives me chills. It's insane. And what what we do is infer immediately some tragic story. I've told this to I don't know how many people. Never has anybody not inferred the same story. That is, a baby has uh, passed away. You could, you could, I'm not laughing. You could start crying if you dwell on that too much. That just shows you how you're thinking. Your story influences your emotions and feelings. And then maybe your action, maybe you do start crying. And then you take a walk outside to feel better or change your breathing or who knows. So what happens there? Well, cognitive scientists and linguists talk about this idea of compression And we do this also with metaphors and analogies and similes. But but as advanced thought creatures, we those were just six words and we crafted instantly, instantly a fucking story of tragedy. Welcome to the Habits to Goals Podcast with Martin Grunberg. Are you ready to achieve goals faster and more consistently than ever before? You need the habit factor. You're listening to Habits to Goals, the podcast that helps you create the habits that lead to success. And here is Martin Grumberg. All righty, here we go. Welcome back. Thank you very, very much for joining me. My name is Martin Grunberg. You have reached Habits to Goals. If you are new here, (laughs) stick around. We are in the midst of a book launch. This is book number three. It's the trilogy I did not know existed. Just before 2005, I started writing The Habit Factor, which is, of course, the reason for the birth of Habits to Goals. So 2010, Habit, The Habit Factor comes out. 2015, The Pressure Paradox comes out. It's a study about how environment, in particular the force of pressure, influences our achievements and our goals, right? Our productivity, our performance, and incredibly, unintuitively, our peace of mind. So... That brings us to about 2020, and then COVID hits, and I thought the book was coming out in 2020. Now, a book is emerging here in the next month or so. Uh, Language warning, it's called Everything is a Fucking Story. Everything is a Fucking Story. It's a deep study about our thinking. And 
that would complete the trilogy. We have thinking, we have behavior, and we have environment. If you're trying to wrap your head around this, the quickest, most valuable thing you can do is to download the free excerpt, which is like 150 pages. Uh, it's, it's probably too, <laughs> too much value for something free. Uh, but while it's available, go ahead and grab it. Uh, it's at everythingastory.com. The actual book is much better. Uh, it's also 300 pages. Nonetheless, the lessons we've covered in episodes one through four, and now we're on the fifth of six relative to the book launch, and I'm talking about everything is a fucking story. So we talked about why it is that everything's a fucking story. Well, let's begin with the definition. The definition of story is peculiar. It is, <laughs> it is both fact and fiction. That's very rare in the English language to have words that mean two opposing things. Extremely rare. As I covered this predominantly in the last episode, I'm not going to go totally through it. Those are known as Janus words, auto-antonyms, if I'm getting this right, and contronyms. What does this have to do with you and your goals? Well, at the heart of your life's experience, my friend, is your thinking. And since time immemorial, the greatest thinkers, renowned, whether it's philosophers, um, we can go down the religion path, whether it's Buddha or Jesus, you have, you have a lot of attention put to this idea that how we think, what we think about is what we become. The challenge with that is when I ask people that, they don't know what that means. If I think about a toaster, am I becoming a toaster? And the truth is, we don't think in simple terms. We are advanced thought creatures. We're so creative we create all so there's a fly, a fly flying around we create so many problems for ourselves by air quotes overthinking we let our stories run wild they get out of control they create more problems for us often than we even know i mean i'm not even going to go down the relationship path but by saying that, I'm kind of going down it. I mean, think about <laughs> think about all the breakups that happen because people are creating stories in their heads about, oh my God, if we go down this path, then we're going to do this, and then we're going to do that, and he's going to do this, and she's going to do that, and yada, yada, yada. Meanwhile, there's zero problems in the present. But nope, let's let our fabricated story or imagination, narrative imaging, just wipe out a harmonious, beautiful present. And, and by present, I do mean the present moment, but that is somewhat of an inferred pun. So 
We've gone through this. There are five episodes. I highly recommend you check them out. I highly recommend you download the excerpt, everythingastory.com. It will make you think hard and long about the stories you're telling yourself. Now set that aside. We're going to go back to this definition. If everything is a story, and it is because it's both fact and fiction, which is crazy, nonsensical, and I love in many ways the nonsensical, then the, the, the question that a lot of people begin to have, right, is, is how does this impact me? Like, what can I do with this? How do I turn bad situations? And this isn't, trust me, I'm not going down some, I'm seeing this a lot. It's kind of funny. This, this idea of toxic positivity, air quotes. This is not toxic positivity. This is anything but. The question is, how do you distinguish fact from fiction? And more importantly, perhaps, relative to your stories, is understanding what you do control and what you do not control. So, for instance, the parent who has a teen that's driving them crazy, and this teen is of adult age, let's say 19 or 20, yet the parent's thinking, this is, this is uh, causing me great, uh, you know, disharmony, it's ruining my life, all these thoughts, right? And, and by the way, that's a story. The first question is, what do you control? What do you not control? Can you control another person, another adult? You can certainly influence them, but you cannot control them. So you're going to let that ruin, disturb your life? There's only so much within our control. Now, some people think there's nothing in our control, which is absolutely insane. The fact that you can even choose a story, that you can choose one thought over another, is proof enough there's control. I'm looking at a pen right now. Oh, I just picked it up. That's control. So there are things we can control, and there are things we cannot. Our control, if you were to look at it as as um, two concentric circles, our control exists in a greater environment of non-control. I can't control that it's... I think it's like 92 at the beach right now. Extremely warm. I can't <laughs> I can't control that, but I can control whether we put on air conditioning in our studio here. So we have a context of control within a greater context of non-control. If a comet strikes, uh there's an earthquake out way out of my control. But the people we love, 
Even though we love them, we cannot control them. We can influence them, maybe, but we can't control them. So if we're crafting stories around things that we can't control and they're influencing our feelings and our emotions and our behaviors and our peace of mind and it just goes, and because it's an ecosystem, it just goes back and forth and back and forth. We've, we've entrapped ourselves. So if you're wondering what I'm talking about relative to an ecosystem, I think the greatest value for me, well, not for me, for the reader, ultimately will be this ecosystem. It's a new, the the two prevalent behavior models are, I don't know, 40 and 50 years old. Now, again, I'm not a PhD. Um, I'm very far outside of academia. Having said that, I also inter- <laughs> I'm not I I didn't grow up in academia but but I interface with a lot of PhDs at, at this point. What am I saying? When you take the three books together, they represent the three major components of this behavior ecosystem. Our thinking, which is predominantly in terms of story, the habit factor, So habits, skills, behaviors, and then the outer one is the pressure paradox or our environment. And never has there been a behavior model that represents our behavior in an echo system. And it's not an echo chamber, although that would be handy. It's an echo system because these are interrelated component parts. It's not like I just walk in a tunnel and go, ho, ho, ho. It's it's not an echo chamber. It's an echo system. Between each major influencer is our feelings and emotions. So if a comet strikes, that's my environment. I'm terrified. I start running. Behavior change, right? Then I hide under a desk and I think the world's ending. That's my story. Uh, an hour goes by, there's no more comments, my story changes, hey, maybe it's safe, I feel safe, my feelings, I walk outside, behavior, and now I'm on the beach. And and it just echoes back and forth. You're in it right now, you're listening to me, it may be influencing how you feel, you may be thinking this is, this is how you think, this is stupid shit, <laughs> right? You may be thinking this is really important. It may change how you feel. You may be taking notes, change your behavior. You may come home. You may buy a book on thinking that changes your environment. So this is a perpetual ecosystem that we all live within. To me, it's the value of having three books spanning nearly 20 years of work I didn't know there were <laughs> I didn't know there was an ecosystem. I didn't know there were three books. This has emerged very organically and magically and it's very very potent. And at the heart of this is the fact that we think in terms of imaginative narrative of story. 
and we spin stories all day long. I think I shared with you. If I didn't, I'll go ahead and do it here. Here's an example. Hemingway was asked to pen a six-word story, legend has it. Six words. Seems ridiculous, right? Again, legend has it. I have no way to confirm this story. He wrote, for sale, colon, baby's shoes never worn. Let that sink in. So what just happened there? That's six words. For sale, baby shoes never worn. And it gives me chills. It's insane. And what what we do is infer immediately some tragic story. I've told this to I don't know how many people. Never has anybody not inferred the same story. That is, a baby has uh, passed away. You could, you could, I'm not laughing. You could start crying if you dwell on that too much. That just shows you how you're thinking. Your story influences your emotions and feelings. And then maybe your accent, maybe you do start crying. And then you take a walk outside to feel better or change your breathing or who knows. So what happens there? Well, cognitive scientists and linguists talk about this idea of compression And we do this also with metaphors and analogies and similes. But but as advanced thought creatures, we those were just six words and we crafted instantly, instantly a fucking story of tragedy. Just like that. Boom. So next week we'll see what happens. Um I can't emphasize enough i mean get the free excerpt but this book will absolutely be a uh, game changer obviously you get the whole trilogy you see how they all work together um there's a ton of my backstory i thought i was going to get into it today i'm i'm out of time there's there's 300 pages here this is going to be uh a very <laughs> I want to say foundational uh, book. It's going to leave a mark, so to speak, relative to this behavior ecosystem and how people achieve their goals. There is a very clear framework on personal transformation and goal achievement. There's clear workbook on how to turn negative emotions, turn these around into positive, helpful stories, and at the same time, discard the rest, get rid of it, so it's not weighing us down. So I, I, I've never been, like I said, nearly 20 years, never been this excited. Part of it, for me, is this idea of, of kind of coming into my own, whereas the first two books... Um, you know, they were explorations, they were creative endeavors. I didn't really want to be out front promoting these. I just wanted to promote the ideas. And what you learn, what I have learned, my experience is, is people, for whatever reason, and I love people, they're more interested in the people 
than the ideas, at least in the short term. They're more interested, like I'm, dare I say, I'm more interested in the idea, but, but in this social media nutty world that we live in, there's supposed to be somebody championing these ideas. And, and my story goes that I, you know, I just wrote these books and really I just wanted them to go out there and I wanted to hide and, and live my life. And I was like, if these help people, great. And then <laughs> what happened is they started helping people and, and it became uh, a bit of a double-edged sword, but I was like, I can't not promote this. If it's doing what I had set out to do, then my story had to change about how I was going to approach this. It's, it's a lot of what led me down this path. So the value to you is understanding that at the core of your life's experience are the stories you're telling yourself. In this book, I share the six most important stories. That's my theory. You're welcome to prove me wrong. In fact, I hope you do. So go to everythingastory.com or you can agree with me. Either way, it's going to be fantastic. The excerpt is 150 pages. This book is 300 and change, more like 325. And <laughs> we wanted to cut it down. We just couldn't cut it down anymore. All right. I love your show. Thanks for tuning in. Go to everythingastory.com. Grab the excerpt. Get on the launch list. There's going to be bonuses, workbooks. There's a lot of stuff that hasn't gone in this book that is going to go to the people who... uh who get on this list and download the excerpt. So thank you again. See ya. And that will do it. Thank you very much once again for joining me on this ride. Don't forget, if you are not subscribed, subscribeify. Go ahead and subscribe right now. Be sure to share the show. We greatly appreciate, if you're wondering how to support the show, ratings and reviews. Further on that note, our proud sponsor, Audible.com. If you check out and go to audibletrial.com, audibletrial.com forward slash habits to goals with the number two, just like the show, you can get a free 30-day trial. And with that, I want you to keep this in mind. Jim Rohn used to say, in five years, the difference in your life will be <laughs> due to... And I'm chuckling because I, I amend this. It will be due to two things. The relationships you have fostered and the books you have read. Well, Audible Trial gives you, it makes it so easy to, I mean, one idea is all it takes to change your life. And so that's what Jim Rohn's getting at. Audible Trial makes it very easy. Speaking of just one idea, the habit factor is free when you go to audibletrial.com forward slash habits to goals with the number two. So he said the books you read and the relationships you foster over the next five years will have a remarkable difference on your life. I would of course add the habits and skills and now you know the very best way to develop those habits and skills is to follow par, plan, act, 
record and reassess. You can always get that free template at thehabitfactor.com forward slash templates. All right, my friends, that's it. We'll see you on the next episode. Peace.